Sonic 1029 presents Top Ranking Podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Cue the intro music. Temporary podcast theme song. This is temporary. It's not for long. Temporary podcast theme song. This is temporary. It's not for long. Woo! Thank you, friends of the podcast, USS. Yeah, that's them singing that song. We're still on the lookout to have Jan Arden do a real permanent podcast theme song. And we actually we have a bit of an update here. The we did hear back from Jan Arden's people. They didn't say yes, but they didn't say no. Yeah, and the headline is that they did not say no. I thought for sure they would. They seemed confused. As to why we would want Jan Arden to do our theme song, but we do. We want Jan Arden, uh, a top-ranking theme song for this, the top-ranking podcast. Or maybe one day it will be top-ranking. One day. Sonic 1029's top-ranking podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. So, Garner, I was watching TV the other day. What? And it was not exactly prime time. I mean, it was around lunchtime. But I noticed that a national sporting network in this country... There are two of them. There are two of them. Is it the one that we may or may not be affiliated with? No, it was the other one. The other one. Okay, good. So it was the other one. So we can make fun of them. And they had some questionable stuff on their programming that um, I I don't think qualifies for coast-to-coast coverage. Sports coverage. Yeah. Yeah. Did we say this is a sports network? This is a sports network. Okay. What were they showing? They were showing drone racing. Like the little... Flying helicoptery things. Yeah. How do you race them? Like with miniature jockeys. They they have like eight guys who sit in chairs, put on these Oculus style glasses, and they go through a course. But the course is in the sky. The course it's in like a a dome type thing, and they have to go through hoops and tunnels, and it's kind of neon and in the dark. But the guys are sitting in what, like lawn chairs? They're sitting in these weird chair looking things. (laughs) So they have a camera on the guys racing the drones, and they're uh-huh. just sitting there, and they're wearing jerseys with their cool nicknames on them. Ooh, nicknames. do you remember some of the nicknames? I, I remember there was Jet. Jet. Dino. Was there a Goose, a Maverick? There was not. Iceman? Wasted opportunity missing those sweet Top Gun references. But they actually are racing drones, and how on earth is this a thing? They had reporters. They had sideline reporters. They had had a sideline reporter. They had commentators. Wow. It was the stupidest thing my eyes have ever seen. What qualifies as a sport? Like that's, that's what this comes down to because I remember years ago I turned on this same sports network that you're talking about and they had mini golf on my, I kid you not. This was in the middle of the night though. Like, and it was, they were showing some national, international mini golf tournament or something. And I thought the same question. That's not a sport. That's, that's a pastime. That's something you do with your family when the TV's broken. If it's something you can do for a seven-year-old's birthday party, it does not qualify as a sport that should be televised. That's the same network that also carried the spelling bee, too. Yeah, again, not a sport. Huh. I think a sport, you have to break a sweat. And there has to be an element of danger. There has to be a possibility, even just a a minute possibility that you might tear your ACL or blow your rotator cuff or something. Flying a drone, I don't think there is that potential. It's unbelievable how stupid it looked on TV. And so I'll throw another one at you because I agree with most of that. But then sometimes 
timber sports is on, and that's what they call it, but it's really just guys using chainsaws, and you see how fast they can cut a log. Yeah, but you also, in that same competition, you'll see the guy standing on top of a log while he's throwing an axe into it between his feet. He could lose a toe. Danger. That qualifies as a sport. Thank you. Okay. What about billiards? Not a sport. It's unbelievable. You'll see, because darts are on regularly, and apparently they fill like 5,000-seat stadiums to watch guys play darts. But are the people in the crowd there, are they actually paying attention to the darts, or are they just looking for an excuse to drink with other darts fans? I think drinking is a huge attraction to that thing. But what, if, if you're an athlete that looks like me, you, you should not be on TV. And those dark guys, I think I'm in better shape than them. They should not be on TV. It's a podcast with Garner and Bryce. Sonic 1029. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it. Oh, Bryce, there's a disturbing trend out there. People with expensive phones, iPhones, Androids, whatever, but they, they spend all this money on a phone, but then they don't put a case on it. I was that person for a long time. And it drove me nuts. I couldn't even look at you handling your phone. It's a point of pride that I take such good care of my phone that I don't need a huge otter box because I drop it so often. The Okay, first of all, the otter box, don't go directly. That's like <laughs> that's like trying to win an argument by going directly to Hitler. Right. <laughs> the otter box, I'm sorry. We will never have otter box as a sponsor, but those are ugly. Don't put one of those on your phones. You triple the size of your phone. I don't even think it would fit in my pockets. Yeah, but get some sort of protection to put on your phone. Like you just spent like, what, $1,000 on a phone? And now you're just walking around all willy-nilly with it? You know you're going to crack it. I've never cracked a screen. I, I ended up getting a case mostly because I had one phone where a lot of dust got under the screen. And so I got the case just to kind of protect the sides of it. And that's really about it. It's more decorative than it is functional. You, we, we were talking about this the other day. Everybody was calling in and bragging about how they don't have cases on their phone. Hang on a second. I want to talk to somebody, Bryce. Okay. Hello? Are you skydiving right now? <laughs> no, I'm no. not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, it's Garner. Who, who's this? Hi, Garner. Izzy. Izzy? Mm-hmm. Izzy, you're a skydiving sky instructor. Yes. Okay. How many jumps do you have? I only have about 1,200 jumps. Bryce, we need to add that to the list of things we have no idea whether that's a lot or not. It, it's a lot in the grand scheme of things. Like most people in the world don't have that many skydives. But okay. it's not a lot, comparatively speaking, with a lot of people I know. Yeah, but 1,200 sounds kind of impressive. But at the same time, it's like when I hear about a forest fire and they're like, it's currently burning over 300 hectares. I'm like, I don't know if that's a big fire or a small fire, <laughs> but that's not why I'm calling you. Uh, so you have a friend that uh, has no case on their phone and <laughs> they, they've dropped their phone while skydiving? Yeah. So he, where he's a cowboy, like an actual real used to be a bull riding cowboy Okay. and always wears jeans when he skydives and always forgets his phone in his pocket. And, of course, it almost always falls out of his pocket when he's skydiving. Did he get it back? We've actually found it a few times. Like, we turn on the pinging find my iPhone thing and then go search the field for it. And we found it, and it's, like, smashed, but it still works. So we finally made him get a case for it, and we're like, here, 
Yeah, the but when you're sitting in a bar, you go for lunch or something, and the guy puts his phone on the table and his keys, and you're looking at his phone screen, and it's all cracked up, and that when you find out it's because he dropped it from ten thousand feet, that's kind of <laughs> ba actually. <laughs> but he uses an otter box now, and it has fallen yeah, from does. it has, and it has saved his phone. Really? Didn't even crack yeah. the didn't crack the screen fall, or anything. Fell in a nice soft, you know, mushy patch of grass and. Golden. I mean, yeah, I mean, an otter box can fall from the sky and still protect your phone, but it's still ugly. And in the end, isn't it what's on the outside that truly matters? No? Okay. This is called a bumper. It separates two segments, so you don't even realize we've moved on to a new topic. Seamless. Garner and Bryce, top ranking podcast. Hang on, Bryce. I spent hours working on this professional piece of production, and we're going to use it, damn it. Like a baller, negotiating all of the time. Like a baller. It's baller moves. This is where you tell the story about the one time you negotiated your way into not only summer floor mats, but winter floor mats, too. Wow. A lot of people think they have done baller moves, but in the end... Very few actually have pulled off a true, authentic, purebred baller move. Somebody pointed out is a lot of baller stories sound like a-hole stories. They kind of do. There's a fine line. Yeah, there's a fine line between being a condescending prick and... Being just, a baller. Yeah, and just being a stone-cold negotiator. Yeah, just being good at negotiating. I remember a few years ago, we went out and we bought my wife a brand new car. And when we're sitting there, when he's sharpening his pencil and he's taking our offers away to the general manager that you know is not around the corner, he just makes it look like he is. He goes, yeah, I'm going to take this to my GM, but he's not going to like this. You know he's just standing by the water cooler, leaning on it, looking at the sports pages. And then he comes back and tells you, no, can't do it. Well, I negotiated the price on the car, but I also got them to throw in a remote starter, but put it in my truck. So, so that's your, a baller move. So for your wife's car, yeah, she, the, her remote starter got put into your car, which is, I believe, was a different. Oh, make. it's a, it's an entirely. It wasn't even from that dealership. It wasn't. I drive brand. a different vehicle altogether. <laughs> so, so that's my favorite baller move. That's a pretty good one. I've tried to think of ones I have done, and I realized that uh, all my years on this planet, I have never pulled one off because I I can't stand negotiating. It makes my skin crawl. I I can't do it with cars. I basically pay what they ask me to pay. Oh, boy. I've never, even when we're in like Mexico or the Dominican, and they're like, oh, go in there and haggle. I can't do it. I can't do it because it just makes me squirm because my big concern is that I just get shut down and I can't face that kind of rejection. Yeah. I wanted to buy myself a watch, like a nice watch a few years ago, and I went to a jewelry store in a big, big mall, and I haggled on the price of a watch in a retail store in Canada. That's not something most people do. No, I didn't know you could do that. I remember people have told me that, that some jewelry stores you can negotiate. Yeah. And again, I would walk in there thinking I could, and I would chicken out and probably end up paying full price. I think Corey's got a good one for us. Corey? So I got two of them. I, I like motorcycles and I like new cars. We had a truck. It was like a Dodge and three years old, things were starting to happen, so I went and traded it at the Subaru dealership, and they only wanted to give me 23 grand for it, which was not terrible, but I owed 29. 
So the six grand would have went into the other car. I told them I wasn't going to go for that. So they kept going a little higher, a little higher. And I had them at 25. And I was like, okay, that's, you know, it's not bad. I can handle that. Man, I shouldn't have bought all that yogurt last week. It expires this Friday, and I have plans. So do I cancel my plans and stay home and eat yogurt, or do I just say screw it and live a little and just take the loss? so much to think about. And speaking of yogurt, how much money does the yogurt industry save every year by having me stir up the fruit at the bottom? That yogurt, the yogurt we're after, stir it up, it should be cheaper than the other yogurt because I'm doing the work. The rubber ones as well. And um, actually, that story is pretty boring. (laughs) (laughs) What? You were saying something? That was the worst story I think I've. That could have ever came out of that that conversation. Oh my goodness! Well, you know what, Corey? At least I didn't have to say that. Like you spared me that oh, part. Garner, that was terrible. You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast. Top Ranking Podcast. It's on the internet, which I still think is just a fad, where you can learn about pipe bombs as well. Garner, I don't know if this is normal or not, but in the building we work in here, uh, from time to time, we get a lot of freebies. CDs, DVDs, whatever. And from time to time, they get scattered on a table in the lunchroom and we get an email saying, free CDs, and there's a stampede and you can collect it. And that has prompted some people to start to think that they can bring their junk from home and start to give it away. Instead of donating it to a thrift store or something, they bring it in here and they spread it out on the tables in the kitchen and then everybody helps themselves to it. Yeah, so is that a normal thing or is that unique? I, I don't know. I'd be interested to know. Do people do that in your office or your place of work as well? Is that how they get rid of the stuff, the blender they don't want anymore? It's weird. There's like, you come in here sometimes and there's like a basket of, it appears to be a basket of unfolded laundry (laughs) on a table. But no, somebody was giving away a bunch of clothes they didn't want anymore. They could have at least folded it. Yeah. And there are donation bins everywhere that you could just dump that in. Yeah. Um, Because I don't think I, I don't think I could take clothes that someone was trying to get rid of at work and wear that same piece of clothing (laughs) the next day. Yeah. Can you imagine? Hey, didn't that used to be mine? (laughs) The shame, the shame. Well, the other day, somebody, I don't, well, I do kind of know who this person was that brought that stuff in. Do you? I have an idea. I don't know for sure. It was just so exceptionally crappy. This was next level. So I'm standing there. It was in the lunchroom. So I was getting some water and I look over And there was a pile of CDs, all of which were pretty terrible. But then there was also a couple of video game things. And so I was like, huh? Like those hard plastic cases. Like video game cases. One of them was for Iron Man 2, the video Mm -hmm. game for PS3. I wasn't interested, but I picked it up. It felt light. Yeah. So I look inside, no video game. Just an empty Iron Man 2 PS3 box. Yeah. Not even the the manual for it. (laughs) Just an empty case. Wow. Then there was another one beside it. And this one was even more unique because it was a Blockbuster PS3 game rental thing. So it had the Blockbuster logo. It clearly came from a store. So I'm like, oh, I wonder what game's on the inside because it didn't say on the outside. Wing it open, nothing. It was, again, an empty case. (laughs) And then the worst part of it is this person also brought in just the safety manual for a PlayStation 3. Oh, 
And it was still encased in the the plastic bag. So not the PlayStation, not a part for it, just no. the manual for it. The safety, the, the the first manual you throw away whenever you open anything, like yeah. the safety thing. But the, the, the stuff that this person brought in was so crappy. You know how when you go to a garage sale and there's that box at the end of the driveway with all the free stuff in it? It's sort of their, their loss leader to get you onto the driveway. Mm-hmm. You can come in there and you pull something out of the free box and then maybe you'll feel this sense of guilt and obligation to spend some money on a thigh master or a silk plant. The stuff on the table in the kitchen the other wouldn't have even qualified for the free box at a garage sale. You know what would have been even better? Like a baggie of those, the little plastic Barbie table type things they put inside your pizza box to mm-hmm. keep the lid of the pizza box from that would have been a better uh, object on the table than what was there the other day even a crown royal bag or something <laughs> I couldn't shake the feeling that this person probably had two bags in their car mm-hmm. one was something to throw in the dumpster at work and the other was stuff to give away to the people at work yeah and they mixed them up and we got the dumpster bag yeah, that's what it appears to be although there was one hidden gem. Do you know what that is? I can, yeah. That's okay. a beer box cowboy hat. That's one. <laughs> this is, this was also in there. This is one of those straw cowboy hats that they somehow cram into a box of beer. And then you see people wearing them all summer. What is that? A Coors Banquet one? This is Coors, yeah, Coors Banquet. That's nice. This right here, this is the kind of hat that says, uh, I sometimes go to work in the same clothes two days in a row. It's the kind of hat that says, yeah, I've had a screaming match with my boyfriend in a parking lot. This is a hat that says, I bring my own booze to the bar. It's the type of hat that says, if someone starts a line dance, I'll finish it. This is the kind of hat that says, I don't need an opener to get into a beer. It's the type of hat that says, at work, I'm Cassandra, but at night, I'm Sassy Cassie. This is the kind of hat that says, I call my girlfriend, dude. <laughs> You're listening to the top ranking podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly from Sonic 1029. So I got an interesting note shoved under my door in my condo the other day. This is a condo I rent. I have you been evicted? I have not been evicted. It was a very fat envelope, so there was some concern. Uh-huh. I'll read to you what it says. Uh, it's a notice of entry form. They need to come in for a bed bug inspection. Oh, no. When you see that, uh, I can't describe the panic you feel. Because bed bugs, I mean, they affect a lot of people, but you're in this danger zone that people are going to perceive you to be unclean. So immediately you run and check, and it appears visually that I do not have bed bugs. But? But they still need to come in and inspect. And I would have thought it would have been a professional trained person to come in and look at certain things. Like a guy with a one of those CSI black lights. Yeah, he'd have some kind of light or some kind of weird litmus test. I don't know. Luminol. Turns out it's a lot less scientific than that. And that uh, says, please find and close the canine inspection prep form. They're sending in a dog? They're sending in a dog. Apparently dogs now are capable of detecting bed bugs. So I have to, later on today, actually, stay home. A four-hour window. Mm -hmm. Appreciate the good four-hour window. Hang on. Is this the four-hour window that starts at 4 o'clock this afternoon and goes till 8 tonight? Yeah, 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. What kind of window is that? That is the weirdest window ever because that, to me, screams of the guy with the sniffer dog also works full-time at Staples, and he has to wait till he gets off work, and then he'll come over with his dog. He's going to come over when I'm in the middle of making my my dinner, yeah. and he's going to judge what I am making. Oh, what are you making? So are you going fancy tonight, just in case? <laughs> 
Is it is it hamburger helper or is it a great big thick steak, Bryce? We're gonna some kind of tartar. Oh, yeah, I got to do something. Nice. Okay, well, what we need to do then is so when will we find out if you have bad bugs? Well, I'll uh, reveal the results maybe next week. Okay, on how this goes, but it's funny because I've dealt with bed bugs before, not personally myself. But in your building, I lived in a building where there someone else did have bed bugs, and so they had to come and just as precaution, they had to spray my apartment, and it is the most invasive. Like they had to flip my couch over, they cut out the bottom of the couch, the felt part, yeah, sprayed in there. They took your box spring mattress, cut the bottom out, sprayed that. They take all your clothes out of the closet, put them in the middle of your living room, hose those things down, light them on fire. It's brutal. Wow. And even for this dog coming over tonight. I got this 14-point preparation form, of which I'm going to do none of it. None of the points? No. I what re- about the point where you're supposed to not interact with the sniffer dog? Because you love dogs. How are you going to leave that guy alone? I do. That is, it's point number 12. Please do not socialize with the canine inspection dog. Could you call him a good boy from across the room? Or is that, in, is, is that interaction? I think if I go down on one knee and I'm dangling a piece of cheese... If the dog comes to me, that's his own fault. What if you just stood, leaned on the dishwasher with one elbow and jingled a set of keys? Yeah. Is that allowed? This is what I do. This is what I do on Thursday nights. Doesn't say that on their 14-point thing. It also says to move all my things two feet away from the perimeter of the room. I'm not doing that. I cannot believe how invested I am now in finding out, (laughs) does Bryce have bed bugs? Next week on Top Ranking Podcast, you know what else we need to do? Tell the story about that one time your neighbor died in his apartment and nobody knew for a week? Yeah, the bed bugs were uh, red flag one. And the dead guy was red flag number two. Save that story. Okay. That was Top Ranking Podcast, starring Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Special thanks to USS for the temporary podcast theme song. Find them online at ussmusic.com. Guests of Top Ranking Podcast stay at my mom's basement because we're in a budget and she gets lonely. Two birds.